All right, so welcome to the Art Fight Podcast. I'm here with Terry Price and Jason Goforth. And it is season three, episode eight or nine. And Jason is eating a burrito. Terry is not. So that is the update from here. Joe Nolan, uh, shout out to Joe Nolan, who is on vacation. He's in the middle of Arizona somewhere. So shout out to Joe, Sensei Joe Nolan. Jason, you're not allowed to eat in the microphone. That's just uh, it's just something we do here, or something we don't do. Uh, but anyway, uh, Terry, what's up, man? Fresh from L.A. Hello. How about it? Uh, Jason, how are you today? Straight from across town. Um, I'm good. Good, man. Uh, I slept till around... Um, Eleven twenty. All right, this is riveting. That's great. Yeah, it's good. It's a good sleep in. So Terry, you are in town from Los Angeles, but you're really a Nashvilleian, pretty much in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, and you've been only sparsely back here for the last few years because you decided that the weather was no good for you, and that the class of people here is not high enough for you. <laughs> Uh, you have, you know, you needed some sort of higher culture or something, and you just decided that wow. you would abandon us all. So tell us how it's going. It's going well, man. <laughs> um, I think the people out there are worse than the people here, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, L- L.A. is one of those places where it's like, every time I go there, I want to hate it really bad, and then I get there, and I'm just like, oh, this is pretty nice. Yeah, you know, they like, don't tell you how pretty it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, were you affected by the fires at all? No, no, but it was very strange how close it was waking up like, oh, Malibu's been evacuated. The whole city of Malibu. Right, you know so it's weird. serious when they're, when they're making rich people move yeah. uh, beyond their will. Yeah. But yeah, that's some pretty scary stuff. Um, so, little backstory, Jason, in case you don't know. Um, I met Terry uh, when he was uh, in the band Oblio way back in the early 2000s. And uh, we worked together on a couple of projects. Um, I was producing records then and running a studio, and Oblio came in there and, and uh, exploded the place with Awesome. And uh, Travis Vance, who's also been on this podcast before, um, was also in Oblio. Were we the last band you produced? Um, I think probably the last like band band. I didn't really actually produce a lot of like bands. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like I produced a lot of artists, uh, like people, you know, but not necessarily like the band construct. Like songwriter, singer songwriter kinds of people. Songwriters are just, yeah, people operating on their own in some capacity. Um, And so, uh, so anyway. It's uh, It's probably a lot, it's probably a lot more fun than having to wrangle a bunch of dudes. I will say I, I'm not sure that I was especially good at producing a band. I th- it's it's a hard thing to un. It's a hard thing to work with, you know, mm-hmm. because you got there's just a there's just a band dynamic, and uh, I, I mean I'm surprised that any bands even function because it's just so many like it's not, kind of a miracle, and it's kind of you know it's kind of simple just to say like all oh, the you know the egos or whatever. It's not. I mean it is that, but it's not. That's an oversimplification. I think there's just trying to come up with like a functional democracy in a group of any kind for any reason is so hard absolutely you know having the lanes well defined yeah you know as to like who does what and everybody's cool with it everybody's on board with it yeah you know 
And then what what things do you feel like you have to get a because I mean I I remember even when we were working on a record, you know, it was sort of like some pretty basic mix decisions, you know, would have to get like, you know, committed or you know, vocal harmonies and what, if certain voices came out to be more present than the other or something, it could, you know, stir up a, you know, people, the, the it's ire. like, it's like having like four clients at once instead of one. Yeah. I yeah. suppose that also like there's different bands with maybe, I don't know. I mean, I would imagine if you're in a band for a really long time, you know, 10 years or I don't know. Well, you, you guys were a band for a long time. We were a band for, maybe about six years yeah you know and but you, you worked hard yeah it's almost like yeah it's like if a band is together for more than 10 years then there's money involved yeah and there's a reason to stay in your lane there's yeah. a reason to do all that stuff but do you think that because you know anybody listening should go check out oblio it's spelled e or no i'm sorry o-b-l-i-o <laughs> o-b-l-i-o but um if you just search like oblio music nashville or something it'll come up but Probably, yeah um, but that was such cool music. Did you ever hear? Did you ever hear Oblio, Jason? I was about to ask uh, what type of music uh, would you describe it as? Well, Oblio was a for a lot of it was kind of a power trio. Well, we started as a four piece, but we ended up kind of kind of like I don't know, kind of like the Walkman. Have you ever heard the Walkman? Kind of rock, indie rock. I have not. loud, loud drums, loud guitars. But very song focused, like it wasn't just like yeah. rock band for the sake of rocking. Well, I guess you were you worked with us when we were a four piece, so we yeah, it was a little bit more more hectic before. Yeah, it was, yeah. you know, um, yeah, it's like Neil Young, I don't know, indie rock kind of stuff. Who um, who is that? That's an excellent question. Neil um, Young. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's an excellent question. <laughs> yeah. I, I um I actually don't know who that is. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just someone told me that that's what the music sounded like. It's so. it's good that we can all get this out that actually no one's ever listened to Neil Young. It's just <laughs> it's actually like a made up construct that we've all just bought into. I was also wondering what is a producer <laughs> and what what do producers do? Um, produ- is, producers what, uh, become a yet another person with an opinion. <laughs> that's what they do. When more they opinions see pro- are needed, they see projects to completion. Mm. yeah but you know but anyway so so oblio was like i feel like um i feel like oblio was before its time in a way like i feel like that if oblio was happening now it would be met with a different i don't know do you feel that way i have I mean, no that's idea kind of a weird thing to sort of posit anyway you know what i mean like who i have fuck no cares, idea but i i think i've always just been like really self-conscious and i, I think at the time i probably thought like we're not cool enough you know mm. we're not we're, we're not ahead of we're like behind the times, but people have said that to me about it. So I yeah. I'm speaking like, yeah, strictly musically, you know, yeah. just, um, cause I mean, otherwise the hairstyles, you know, probably of the time. Well, we could have shaved more, <laughs> but so like, you know, for, did you find yourself, um, going to, obviously that was a, that was a hard thing, right? To, to, to cut away from the band that had you've been in for and kind of driving in a lot of ways for six years. And then that was how long ago now? Like 10 years ago? Well, yeah, uh, it was, it was about eight years ago. Uh, and it was, it was difficult, but it was also, um, I actually started to have more ideas and I wanted, you know, I kind of had like more arrangement ideas, more song ideas and more of a clearer idea of what I wanted because with Oblio, 
I would write the songs, but we would arrange them together. So we kind of shaped the sound. But you know, after a while, I was like, no, no, no. Actually, I want it to sound more like this. I would, and I think the more opinions I actually had, the clearer picture I had. I think maybe the guys probably saw themselves in it a little less, which is totally fine, and it was completely amicable. And you know, yeah. those guys are doing great things. But I think that's kind of what sort of made me start photo ops. Yeah, and, and instead of keeping the Oblio name and yeah, right, keeping right. like a you know, even though I wrote all this most of the stuff, like yeah, you know, so I, it, I think I just had a clearer idea, and it, and it, you know, um, it just made more sense to call most of the shots, you know, yeah, um, and it's hard to do that with three other guys, yeah, you know, that are all talented and have their own reasonable opinions about sure. things, sure, uh, but sure. Th but then you got to just tell those guys to just go take a leap. Right? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. So, but like, so, so that was a process though, I'm sure. And then, and then, so you got out of that, you did, started the photo ops thing, mm -hmm. um, which is cool because I feel like that what's happened too with, with what, you know, like obviously we, we met in the construct of making a record in a more traditional, I mean, not a traditional studio way, but certainly like in a, a situation like that. But then I feel like you kind of were growing with the times where things are just getting smaller and leaner and meaner and you yeah. can produce things more quickly and easily on your own or with minimal uh, help as everybody's done over the last years. And so now you've got like people filling stadiums with what they did on a laptop on, oh, on yeah, an airplane, yeah. you know, yeah. so. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, sometimes I miss collaboration yeah. in the way that you do with yep. a band where you're in like in a room and you're, you know, feeding off of energy and like, I don't know, um, playing by yourself and single tracking everything, you know, is fun and it, and you can do some, you know, you can do anything you want, but like there is sometimes I kind of miss, you know, there are pros and cons doing yeah. it by yourself yeah. versus collaborating, you know, cause creatively and in business, you kind of have help. But on the other hand, it can sort of slow you down if you want to move quickly, you know, creatively or you know, business wise. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I, I know what you mean. It's, I haven't been in a band in a long time. Uh, the last band I was in was uh, Pony Chase. Oh yeah. And I probably will never, I don't think I'll ever be in a band again, which is, you know, like- <laughs> Hashtag uh, not worth it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. well, I'm glad I did all yeah, those yeah, things yeah, yeah. when I did those things at various times, but- Yeah, you guys are great. But I just I just can't, I, but I know what you mean as far as just the the idea of there's something about not having infinite choices and infinite freedom and no option fatigue situation like you're you're just you're like we have these dates booked and it's got to happen in this time and you yeah. just put people in a room and and then just like bang and smash it out yeah no i i've been really into the idea of of limitations like embracing limitations you know i live in an apartment yeah. in LA and I think a lot of the the like folk or indie rock music coming out of LA is kind of similar in that it it's fairly quiet and a lot of people practice full band in their apartments so there's just this like very quiet and it and it reminded me because I it reminded me of when when I worked with you and you were trying to teach Ben and all of us that quiet is actually the better way to track yeah and and like you know because Ben was such a loud drummer and we were just such a loud band yeah and you're like you know like if you just if you play let it, amplification do its work if you play it like yeah. this then this is how it'll sound coming out of the speakers and like understanding that kind of weird I don't know it's like some kind of inverse logic of some sort it doesn't yeah. make sense but but yeah so I, I've been really into the idea of, of like embracing limitation you know I I just finished another record it's it's not out yet but 
but I was like, you know, I got a piano, I have two guitars, I have this one Casio tone synthesizer, and I have this one drum set, and I'm gonna make that interesting. Yeah. If I can't make that interesting, yeah. then like, you know, so it forces you to make decisions, and it forces yep. you to like really explore, because, you know, other records I've made, you can like do anything you want. You can, you know, like, let's bring in a xylophone, let's bring in a, yeah. let's bring in a, you know, a four piece, quartet you know like yeah. a string quartet or whatever it's bringing a mellotron and it just, with hamsters in it that, yeah yeah and that's fun and all well and good but sometimes it's really cool just to like it kind of forces you to be creative in different ways and it kind of gives the project a little bit more of its own identity style more focus. constraints yeah yeah yeah. but so, i feel like i kind of got that from you like back uh, in the day that's a trip yeah well and we had a lot of options back then too i think that's maybe why i was really sensitive to that because when you get four four guys that are sort of like kids in a candy store kind of thing yeah and there's all these different types of weird organs and weird different sounds and all these, you know, ex experimental kind of attitude. Man thinks can go off the rails real fast. And Jason, you're a person that understands having minimal options, right? Your house is not entirely full of sound making gear. So, so that's good. It actually is. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have uh, gotten into the habit of uh, leaving most of that at home when someone asks, they'll ask me to do a session they're like hey did you bring your omnicord and i'm like no i didn't because i don't want to hear that instrument on another record because it's it's used too much yeah and then yeah usually when people come into my home um they're like oh my god you need to bring this and this and this oh my god what's this and they'll pick it up let's put it on the record and i'm like no let's just let's just use like two things and, yeah and i'm also a fan of playing quietly i i like it when the sound guy um will ask me to turn up i think that's a good problem yeah absolutely yeah absolutely. I, don't, I don't like loud stage volume and i don't like loud sessions it's it's not good well you can make stuff sound bigger by not sure i mean you can get all the sonic character out of something without all the unnecessary sort of impact plus with i don't know you can you can make sounds feel really heavy hitting when they're when they're not yeah you have more option when you mix i think yeah you, you have you have like more room to to you know but if something is i don't know something's just way too loud or and I, yeah and sometimes i think when you when you like hit the drum too loud or you you your your amp volume is too loud or whatever like it doesn't necessarily sound that good i mean, yeah. I guess, I mean also just starts setting the stage for you to then have to put you have to get something to speak above that and you got to mm -hmm. get something to cut through that and then by the time you've built the whole house it's just cacophony of loudness i think yeah. you should describe how you recorded drums on your song um across the pond how i recorded the drums mm -hmm. how did i record the drums i did everything back then with just one mic yeah yeah so you played two the room and the microphone you didn't yep. mic each drum right i think i thought you had two coals no i, I could only afford one jason <laughs> so i made that work i didn't have stereo coals um occasionally i would use like a stereo mic as like a sort of a room mic um <laughs> no i actually i uh, a couple of years ago got really into um bob dylan's Serious XM show. Oh. Uh, and so there's like a hundred episodes. They're all like an hour long each day. Are you going to ask who's Bob Dylan? 
Sorry. <laughs> I was going to wait till you were done talking. <laughs> okay, okay. But uh, no, like, it, but it was cool, you know, all these old, old songs. I mean, I'd heard a lot of them, but, but there were a, lot, a lot of them I, I hadn't heard. And the fascinating thing is just like listening to like 40s, 50s, even some 60s recordings, like gospel records and mm. like country records, you know, they all had to perform it in a room and play to the microphones. And there was just some kind of like energy to that. And I really, you know, so I'm a solo artist, so like I couldn't do exactly that on this last record that I, yeah. I made, but I tried to, the idea well, of I know like- there's like tricks that people do, right? Like you like to have like one, one microphone that stays in the same place in the studio. Okay, and you and just kind of move It's always around. on, in addition to whatever else you're using, there's just always that. So that the same- That's a cool idea. Yeah, so that there's some like a, there's a sameness to the room sound that you can get that's actually of the room as opposed to uh, coming off of the instrument or whatever. Sure. It's things to, because really the old stuff you're talking about, I think what it is is it just has a feeling, of, it feels really grounded. It feels like it has a sense of place. Mm -hmm. It feels more like how you naturally perceive things. It doesn't feel like a concoction. Well, and it's, it's just the energy is so, it's like such a part of it. Yeah. You know, when you, when you like stack tracks, you know, there isn't, always it's not always so clear that like it's a, that this, like a human moment that you're capturing right uh which you know I've, I've i've heard people speak in this way for a long time about recording and it never completely made sense but i got i feel like i get it now and mm. there's something about like you know human beings interacting with each other and capturing that one moment yeah even if there's some imperfections or whatever but i think it's just more about at least back then they're the only thing they the only tools they had to make themselves sound really good is playing well and yeah. like having yeah, the like, muscle memory down and like yeah. really conjuring an energy. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it, I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of music that is, that's kind of missed. Uh, you know, you can do so many good things with, with computers and, you know, sure. technology. Um, but yeah, I think, um, yeah, you go back and listen to like black Sabbath first record or something. And, by today's standards in a lot of ways it sounds probably like like garbage to people because it's so flat and kind of thin and there's uh all this uh what did they call it headroom right oh yeah 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 <laughs> I was, something that's something that's died in the last 15 years but but basically um like that's those kind of records where it's like oh this is just a a badass blues band just murdering it in the studio yeah and that's what it is and there's you can hear all kinds of fussing about and all kinds of inequities in the sound and all that and it just doesn't matter and I wonder if people will ever get back to like stuff not mattering as much and Ozzy singing sharp yeah yeah like to, to match sort of yeah well he was singing sharp on war pigs like really sharp but it's so awesome and you know who cares don't fix it well, no. it makes it unique, you know? You can make everything perfect now. Yeah. And it's, kind of, you know. Don't you think that people are going to look back on this time and, and just be like, wow, those were just like a bunch of kids with blinky light toys and toddler kind of response to all of it? Just like, let's just do all, let's just immerse ourselves in all these things. And I don't, then like some evening out will occur over time. Or are, is it all just like, is everything just kind of fucked? I don't think it's fucked. I just think like, I mean,. I don't know. There are all different ways to make what comes out of the speakers awesome. Yeah. There's all different ways to get there. Yeah. But sometimes I miss the like people being in a room way. Yeah. But like some people, some people know how to like conjure energy and find the right little 
yeah thing with i think there's all sorts of degrees of that too i mean like you know i've done some stuff with uh you know andy alexander oh yeah like you know he doesn't live here anymore but when he comes into town like a lot of times we'll just set up a couple of npcs or something just like real just basically samplers and just start throwing sounds in and just kind of just kind of stirring up some stuff while we're kind of like hanging out like we're not like okay now we're gonna now we're gonna play and we're gonna hit record and everything you know we would just kind of just kind of build stuff and throw some things in pull some things back whatever and i kind of just capture everything but like i've done stuff like like that where we were just it was kind of like the soundtrack to just kind of fiddling about and kind of hanging out so it still had a collaborative kind of natural feeling to it even though sonically it didn't represent any of that because it wasn't microphones right, right it was right, electronic right. music essentially yeah but, but it was, um, it was still performed in the moment yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you know we actually made our, our you know like a record out of out of it that i know would have never you know out of just hang like something we did in a hang like one long night kind of thing just hanging and so i like at least i like at least trying to sort of uh, have even in music where the the audio is not a manifestation of these sort of like moments that you're talking about i do like to just kind of get stuff just kind of kicking around yeah and i think that there's something that still comes through in the music that feels more comfortable or just uh relaxed or absolutely well i i kind of have my own studio set up now so when i demo a song like you know i I figure out what the arrangement's going to be like i'll I'll just you know i'll spend a day with it and I'll, i'll just try out a bunch of things until it feels right and then you know when i actually track the real album a lot of times i'll fly in the performances from my demo yeah that yeah. captures something you know that you can't just replay i don't know They're, yeah so chasing like the demo you try you know try to like yeah i mean you can well, mess around cool with things it. like now you can chase the demo in a way where you can actually mix and mash the demo yeah with the actual tracking it's like is, okay like the drums need yeah. to be played better i'm not a drummer okay but like yeah yeah you know, like this this like piano thing or this you know yeah i wonder if it's like that for other like if you're i don't know like you're into like ceramics or something like do you have like something where you have these periods where you just kind of let stuff fly and then uh jason come on and then um and then maybe you go okay well that was like the practice thing oh yeah and then you go into making the real thing and then you're like man i just this the practice thing is always going to be better even though it's not technically better yeah, I wish um, I wish that whenever I, I track vocals, I wish that the first time through, you know, the engineer is like getting like the levels and stuff, and I'm usually like, that was the one I want to use. Yeah, the first, the yeah, first yeah. thing you get up there, it's like yeah. you're not thinking about it too much, whatever. And it's like, all right, all right, let's let's do five takes now, and then you're kind of in your head and like, yeah, what I is that know. like? I mean, like when you're like, I've done so much music, and I've never sang. I can't imagine like what it would feel like to you should try it, reveal yourself in that way. It seems like I would love to hear you sing. <laughs> I would be terrible. What's your favorite song? Let's let sing it right now. Uh, my my favorite song is with s- with lyrics. Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's an important distinction. Mm. I really like um, "Somewhere in Time" by Los Lobos. Uh, not the theme. <laughs> not the theme to the movie "Somewhere in Time." No, no. Okay. No, it's uh, featuring uh, one Dave Alvin. It's a legit track. Just saying. But that's like, that's like really that. the only one. Like I would I would sing in that style. I think because it's kind well, of it's, g- it's g- like give, singing but not singing. Give there, us a taste. There's no way. That, okay. Yeah. If I've never sang before, <laughs> okay. it's not gonna happen. Okay. I'll, right I'll now. back off. I'll yeah. back off. Um, yeah, yeah. Who, who is easy? Who easy. Is, uh, who's who is Los Lobos? <laughs> who, how do you how do you pronounce that? 
Los Lobos. Mm, I had to. Yeah, I had they, to write, write they, that down. They were featured in the movie La Bamba. Yeah, it's foreign film with Lou, Lou Diamond Phillips. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I now I know who Lou Diamond Phillips is. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> we all know who that is. And if if you don't, and also Esai Morales played who, Bob. Who's that? He's uh Oh, he's the brother. He plays Bob in La Bamba. He's the one, he's he's very afflicted. He's the one he yells Richie yeah. at the end of the movie. Richie. When did that movie come out? Eighty-seven. Yeah. <laughs> Could you be, could you be, okay, I was going to say, you were so decisive. I believe so. You think it was 87? 88, 87. All right. See, the cool thing about not using the internet is that you're left to wonder. Mm. We don't know. I was 12. Yeah. So did did you see La Bamba when it came out? Uh, I think I saw it years later, like on a Saturday, you know, when they were airing movies. Hell yeah. On TV. Yeah, they didn't do too well. Um, they would just put them on TV. Uh, you know, there's like a whole legion or circuit of movies that are just like that. A whole generation only associates watching with being sick, like mm-hmm. homesick from school kind mm-hmm. of thing. With commercials, yeah. with with certain movies and TV shows yeah. and things. It just reminds me of, of being sick. Price is Right is one of those. Mm-hmm. Like I just feel like I should have a cold if I'm watching The Price is Right. Love Boat. Love Boat, yeah. I always watch Love Boat at night, mm. uh, where I where I'm from. Uh, Different market, Dallas, <laughs> Falcon's Crest, <laughs> Dallas. Oh, Dallas, the show. Falcon yeah. Falcon Crest was a spinoff of Dallas, right? No, no. It's a spinoff of another show. Isn't My it? God, man! Oh Jesus! What can you tell me about Falcon Crest? And it's uh, it involves it's uh, it's this bird. <laughs> And uh, they uh, <clears throat> they uh, started to domesticate uh, domesticate them, and uh, they would put these blinders on them, and, and then they would go on a crest. Yeah, yeah, and then they would take the family crest to the to the crest, and then <laughs> the fam- the family crest. Yeah, you know, th- with the name on it and stuff. Um, it would have like some matching things on the sides, like uh, like some fern branches or something, or some mm-hmm. feathers, swords, some swords, maybe crossed at the bottom. And then they would take they would take the crest up to the crest with this falcon with these uh, these blinders on. And they Blind- had a whole TV series about this. Yeah, <laughs> the blinders look like uh, those. Was it hand- renewed for a second season? Are you spoiling us right now? Is this spoiler alert? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. There's there's a lot of good shows in the eighties. Yeah. I, I um when when my wife and I got married, um you know you have like the song that's like the song that plays when you're leaving the <laughs> marriage procession thing or whatever it's called. Like you've had the ceremony, you just got married, and then you're doing the, like the it's kind of like a walkout song, but the walkout song would be like the one you're walking into the ceremony. But anyway. Uh, ours was the Magnum PI theme song. Oh, nice! Yeah, because it just felt like a song that, like, okay, now can you sing that? I mean, I could. Uh, okay, but Jason okay, could okay. do it better. Right. Uh, Is that it? Let's yeah. see if he remembers the bridge. Go ahead. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
um, that show, <laughs> that show, my I, I, um, Tom my father, Selleck. my father didn't love me very much, and he wasn't around. So sure, yeah. I felt like Tom Selleck was my father growing up when I watched <laughs> oh, Magnum PI. My mom loves him. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, me and my mom would sit and and watch. Uh, magnum pi and and then so you're like i wish that was my dad and your mom's like so do i <laughs> no she just never spoke his name uh, tom selleck's name no my dad oh. <laughs> um remember remember when mac died and he would see mac uh, mac's ghost or something like that are you talking about magnum pi yeah uh, the, the the other guy with the mustache he was his, yeah, like, his friend it was like his naval buddy the little annoying guy oh I thought he was his like mentor or something. Oh, no, I don't think so. They started. They they re re um. What do you call it when you rebooted? They've rebooted Magnum PI. Oh yeah, it's terrible. And the the lead person doesn't have a mustache. The, all I saw was the little preview thing, and I was I was excited because I thought, well, at least they still have the Ferrari. <laughs> and then in the preview thing that I saw, it got all shot. Like it started out where he was in the in the old school was it a three hundred eight Ferrari, Bye. and then uh, and then it gets all shot up, and then they, all of a sudden he's you know in the new one. And I was like, ah, all right, that's. I'll... But at the same time, like you can't be impressed by like uh, an eighties that eighties Ferrari is probably not even I mean, is that worth a lot now? I don't know. Oh yeah, is it? Oh yeah, it's worth um... maybe more than what it cost then. It's worth uh, a lot. Yeah, I'm Did holding you, my hands you're really in the wide apart. Do you have a range in mind? Uh, it looks like this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm holding my hands this far apart. If you can't see them, um, yeah, they also it's a pretty big range. They have a new Hawaii Five O. They got a, oh, a lethal weapon. So what is that? Like, why can't? Don't you think it's strange that branding? Is it? Yes. Or is, I guess it's just to, to be able to get layered generational appeal because then it can you can reinvigorate the nostalgia market people and then you can also bring in new people that have never heard of it and then they figured out that it's this storied thing. Mm. It just seems to me that like... It guarantees more of a starting off point, I think. I feel like that has that killed... Like the franchisation of everything entertainment has become scourge. I'm, I'm waiting for Knight Rider to be remade. I feel like that's already happened. Has I it? could be wrong. Maybe, I'm, maybe I haven't seen it. I don't... No, but yeah, it hap- happens with it happens with everything. Well, it happens with, with music, too. I mean, I, I a while back, you know, when I was um, doing the uh, office gig and there would be music playing all the time and, and people, you know, were running playlists or whatever and and I, I would just sit there. I would have to stand up every once in a while and be like, "Do you not realize like what what this song is?" I mean, it was all I was, all the sort of I hate to say it like millennial playlists, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But let's just call it what it is. They, I found myself like ten times a day just being aghast at like the the ripoffs of things where it wasn't like a cover. It was wholesale. You yeah, know, I would be like, "Well, this is a." this is a public image limited song basically reconstituted or whatever it, these kind of things and you find them all the time it makes me crazy yeah yeah I it's it's strange I mean you know there's like the, the Greta Van Fleet thing have you heard that yes part of me it's like it's so overt that it's like doesn't matter yeah I'm like you know what that's what the people want to hear it's funny it's, this is the second time that uh, Greta Van Fleet has come up on this podcast oh, yeah it's a big it's a big uh, t- actually well, so James Rotondi was on and, and you know he had some good points about it because he was just saying that like I, you know like they're 
they're good or whatever you mm-hmm. know like they're good young musicians i actually and, have no idea yeah. i'm being they, dead serious they sound oh. they sound exactly like led zeppelin like the guy sings just like it the drum sound i mean it's like very but they're like 19 or something right yeah. like, it's like but, a strange but, sort they, of like but a, they've blown up yeah so so quickly and i bet robert plant probably loves them i think he, actually, <laughs> I, I, I bet he does no i think he actually does i think he's kind of given them a blessing i think but you know it, the thing about it is so i appreciated what james was saying on a previous episode that you should probably go listen to because he's awesome but he was basically saying that um you know when you think about people that have done zeppelin-esque music in the past you're talking about like whatever like david coverdale like white snake you know like sort of people playing with like uh, gated drums and you know like just yeah. stuff that's not even remotely in the sonic aesthetic of that but still sort of copying that style yeah and the one i guess sort of i mean for good or for bad it's a they're a very impressive facsimile of exactly led zeppelin without the uh because I went and looked up a bunch of the stuff after James had talked about it, and I re- was particularly interested in what they were like live. And they they do all this like sort of early '70s style. They're basically kind of locked in like 1973 Led Zeppelin, uh, is as I see it. And and they do these live things where they'll they'll have like sort of Im- improvisatory types of jam sections or things. But that's where it really that's where I was just like, okay, these guys are in a pool they should not be in right now. It's so strange, you know, when you think about what makes, you know, art good or appealing or, you know, and it's different, so subjective, but, you know, originality, like, how much should one prioritize being original? And I don't know, because sometimes I think if your if your main priority is to be original, that's not very original. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. the main priority is to, for, like, I don't know, self-expression of some sort, or I don't know. I mean, I think original should just, I think it's like one thing to think about. Originality, I think is unnecessarily conflated or problematically conflated with the notion of authenticity. Yeah. I think that you can be authentic and not necessarily be wholesale, quote unquote, original for whatever subjective interpretation that is for the word original. But this, (laughs) I mean, is wholly unoriginal. The Greta Van Fleet thing, yeah, like that's that's the weird thing about it. It feels like it was it was designed in a boardroom, basically, uh, and that they're going to be opening up. uh, I'm sure that there'll be stores. I mean, there's some. I mean, because sometimes you know when you Greta Van Fleet yeah, shops yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like it. Well, we we don't just sell music anymore. Like we're a lifestyle. But sometimes it's really cool to yeah. hear people referencing, you know, older ideas or, yeah. or or honoring some kind of tradition of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes like there's some things I'm like, oh, if they do that, that's pretty. It's pretty fucking cool. I'm glad they did it. But you can give nods to people yeah. where it's like, like we've always had. I'm trying to think of the Terry and I have a deep affinity for Jerry Rafferty right down the line and that's that's been kind of our song really oh, wow yeah that's a, God that's a great song isn't it beautiful Jerry Lovely. Rafferty Jerry wow. with a G but yeah that like that so that those kinds of there's certain nods I think you can give to slightly more obscure not that Jerry Rafferty's necessarily obscure but he's not yeah. Bob Dylan or he's not yeah. you know your other guy you're you're Neil Diamond I love Neil Diamond. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, true original. True original and yeah. still going, right? He just retired. Just retired. But, but he's, I think he's still putting out albums, but he's not going to tour anymore. Like what it was like Elton John, Paul Simon, Neil Diamond are all like. Yeah. Farewell touring it right this now. This is it. 
Yeah. Do you believe in the farewell tour as a farewell tour a marketing scam? You saw the Phil Collins thing? Have you seen him? Like oh, He's man. sitting in a chair. I've heard it was incredible. I mean, I saw some footage and I was like... My friend went to his see kids him. playing drums. Paul, Paul Simon's doing it. I think he's... Yeah. Is he done? My mom is going to all these concerts right now. She just did, she did the... She just did uh, the Bob Dylan one. Yeah, but and he's 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 not calling it quits. Well, he should. That's what I was told. I don't think so. I, That's what I was I told. My know. mom said it was terrible. Oh well, it's not for her. Yeah, it's not for her. It's well, for. They should have told her that. And let me tell you something: if you don't do it for my mom, then what are you doing it for? That's a good question. Yeah, I think you're just trying to pay bills. Yeah. Just yeah. kind of keep. They have a. They have corporations. They're running, and they need well, to pay their employees. Yeah, that's true. Their Maserati um, payment. Probably what, what do you think Bob Dylan drives if he drives anything? Does he even I don't, drive I don't golf think he cart? Drives. <laughs> what, do, what do you think? What is the over/under bet on whether Bob Dylan has driven in the last ten years? Maserati. <laughs> I think he's driven a golf cart. <laughs> uh, I do know that he doesn't lift a finger. I don't think he. Uh, I don't think he drives or do, does anything. He just wears a black hoodie. Yeah. Keeps the hoodie on the hood, the hood, and kind of keeps to himself. I think he usually has people drive him. I wonder yeah. if he had to evacuate Malibu. That's where he lives, I think. Well, it would be unfair for them to put the entire burden of evacuating Malibu on Bob Dylan's shoulders. But, uh, yeah, maybe he was on tour. So, uh, yeah, speaking of, are you, are you doing a lot of road dates? I'm starting to, yeah. Yeah, yeah I am. Is that something that you sort of, because you guys, I know you've done a lot of that. I have. I've taken a few years off from that, but we, you know, we moved to LA when the right when the last album came out, so I didn't really do as much. But I've been working on on a new one for about a year and a half, and it's I just finished it, and uh, and so I'm starting to play um, the Northwest more, and I came out here to play a few. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I just it's time to like get out and get in front of some people. So like, what's the um like as you're it's. It's hard enough to come up with the creative basis and angle and con, you know, the content of actually what <laughs> the is con. A, con, <laughs> the, the content of actually what is um, an album, right? Like you're an artist that's putting it all together, you're doing all the shit. Then you got to like the hardest turn ever to make when you're sort of is to then go to the commerce marketing side and just be like, fuck, right now I've got to figure out how to purvey this thing. And then you're not gonna you're you're gonna have like half good ideas and half terrible ideas because you're too close to it or whatever. Like, how do you solve for that? Well, I did just get a new manager, and um, and we kind of have kind of a new new approach. Um, yeah, it's really it's really strange. I you know, I I you know, I guess my business plan is just to make the best music I can. Yeah, I guess I'm just curious, uh, like if you're yeah. going to be hitting the road, like are there certain spots that, like, is it something where you're just playing places that you think would be good to play, or what's informing your desire to play in certain? Because you could go anywhere. Well, so okay, so yeah, I live in LA, and and you know you can you can get in front of a lot of people playing there, and I just kind of figure while I'm on that side of the country, um, going up and down the coast, yeah, yeah, you know, hitting the Northwest, just trying to, um, you know, I. I've only lived out there for two years, yeah. so I haven't played out there. I mean, I've toured out there once, opening for uh, for like a band called Camera Obscura, but I, that was like five years ago. Yeah, and so now it's like I need to just like show up and like be you know play, play some you know play play for anybody because like I don't really have much of a 
I don't know many people out there. I don't, you know. So it's at this point, it's just that's kind of refreshing in a way. Or yeah, is that kind of a, yeah, it is. I mean, yeah. it is. It and luckily I have enough friends that have some touchstones in those places sure. that I can kind of like, you know, I have a starting point for like getting a show or getting people yeah. out and you know stuff like that. But I think the idea right now, in general, is to just play, just have my music in front of as many people as I can. Yeah. As simple as that Just the sounds. act of doing. Yeah. But like, but you know, last time around, I did uh, two different radio campaigns and that actually did better for me than like the PR campaign getting like mm. write-ups mm. or, or you know, um, I just, the idea of right now, it's less about the music and more about the brand and branding has always been a part of it. But I feel like now it's like, it's a life, you know, a lot of successful musicians are like a lifestyle brand with a side of music on offer. Uh. And like, for me, I just have always only really connected with what comes out of the speakers. Yeah. I didn't really care about music videos. Like, yeah. I just, in general, I just, I'm, a, I'm just a music fan and that's yeah. what I connect with. And, and I think I want to try to keep that in mind. You know, the story doesn't have to be fascinating. I don't have to like provide music journalists with 10 subgenre like combinations to make their job easy to write about it in mm. an interesting way or it's just if you I just want to get music in front of people you know if they if if you're listening to like the college radio station in Boulder Colorado or whatever and you like what you hear it doesn't matter how interesting the story is it doesn't matter what you yeah. look like yeah I mean that's kind of old-fashioned and I probably <laughs> will never be a millionaire but well yeah like, that's, that's kind of what I wonder is like, yeah because it's that that there's some texture to that problem that is iterative across kind of everything right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. So that's I, an interesting challenge. I mean, yeah, I, I do my best yeah. at the other stuff. I do. I mean, like if someone, you know, my manager's like, you need to be blah 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 and blah blah blah, like yeah. Instagram, whatever. Yeah, all right, I'll do my best. Yeah, I don't particularly love it, but you yeah. know, I'll, I'll, uh, you know, I'll take some pictures, or whatever. Yeah. It's it's weird, man. There's like all these different beasts to satisfy. By the way, if you really want to know how to thrive on Instagram, just follow Jason over here because okay. Jason, you are who's Jason? Jason, go forth. Oh, sitting right here. All one word. Thrive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen. Like you're you're probably the best Instagram feed uh, that I've ever seen, been a part of. Hmm. What's been, your pro- what's your process? Been a witness to. Uh, you are what at Jason Goforth? Yeah, all one word. Uh, it's my real name. <laughs> at yeah. Jason Goforth. At yeah. Jason Goforth. Real name. All my, one word. My, my Instagram process is uh, <laughs> is random. It's my ADD. <laughs> and then uh, some post I regret, and some post I don't. That's uh, basically it. But like, so he he just does. Jason does these. Each one is sort of like a David Lynch film. Like each one has its own I unique. Even, I don't even know the last thing. I'm I'm gonna have to look and see what I posted last. It's often profane and hilarious, mm. uh, and and all that. So there's definitely just that kind of quality to it. But uh, and certainly, I would say some sophomoric pieces or bits in there. But mm. uh, I don't even know how you do visual effects for like he's got all these things. So you, it's man, it's mainly it's mainly like little like thirty second yeah deals yeah. Oh yeah, my last one was uh, my twelve-year-old uh, nephew making the Illuminati symbol with his hands, and he's uh, <clears throat> looking through it as <laughs> as you should. And then I'm just standing behind him, uh, 
smiling because I'm proud. <laughs> <laughs> because you, everyone should join the Illuminati. Can you make sure to provide a link for that where's in the, the show notes? Where is the Illuminati sign-up page? It's right here. Oh, at um, Jason Goforth. I don't know. Google it. I was, uh, uh, well, let's, let's, uh, let's Google that. I mean, I've seen a lot of Shriners with a sticker, a bumper sticker uh, on their car or their, what's their the, truck, and what it says, the, to be one, ask one. I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday, and, and I was saying that we, we live in a time where someone's avatar on social media can just be a giant ass that is just, that's their avatar. And then that's all of the pictures. Mm. And those people have more of an audience than in, of one photograph than I ever will collectively of all my life's work combined times 50. Yeah. It doesn't mean much though. It, it means something. <laughs> I mean, there's the amount of people who are entertained by it is meaningful, oh, I guess. But sure, it, yeah, yeah. You know. oh, my, I forgot about this one. My... Um, I think this is probably my favorite uh, latest post was uh, I went to a thrift store and they had this entire rack of used men's <laughs> underwear and I uh, took a video of me smelling the underwear. It's clean. They, they were clean, clean and I, I did it before I did the video and I thought, you know, that would be really funny if I picked up these giant pairs of tidy whities uh, some were red there's only one white one in there there, there was a there was oh a there's, few. No, there's there's a few yeah i mean they were like size 45 you know whoa and i'm I, i've never donated used underwear okay and i've never bought used underwear you okay. know yeah it's like jeans are kind of pushing it already you know because yeah. yeah, when guys they, have good jeans like they just wear them until they're they're absorbent. Dead. They're yeah. very porous. Yeah. There's actually a poem about that. <laughs> but then you, but then you, then you look at used underwear. That's a whole different. What was that? Uh, what was that dingly jingly? Uh, Sorry sound? about that. <clears throat> uh, that was the indication that uh, motion is happening in and around my front door. Oh, I'm I thought it about. meant this. We are, this podcast is sponsored by Rain, or at least I'm going to tell them that and ask them where where the check is. By Rain. Ring. Oh, ring. Uh, can they can they send me one? I can't af- I can't afford that thing. It's like two hundred bucks. I Dude, did you see the did you see the video we caught of that guy creeping on our house at one thirty in the morning? Yeah, on a Monday night. Did you post that? Yeah, I mean it's like my neighborhood's getting pretty bad the actually dude was now. just standing on my front stoop. Like you have to go, you have to mean to go up on my front stoop, and he was standing up. And then there's a you know window uh, at the top of the front door. You know, this like at adult height head height and the camera's catching him he's just he's just standing there just looking like face up to the window just looking through in, into our living room slash kitchen this is this is where my libertarian side comes out um, I would have shot him yeah yeah there's <laughs> stand your ground man stand your stand ground stand your ground dude stand your ground man yeah I would have you should uh, you should build that wall in your front yard huh? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's so, um, it's just weird, you know, I don't know, it's just weird. I'm glad that I I'm, didn't know. Yeah, I'm glad nothing bad happened. Yeah, that's, it's really disturbing. I mean, there was a girl, uh, actually a week and a half ago, uh, four houses down from my house that was held at gunpoint. Mm. 
she came home at like nine nine o'clock and was just getting out of her car and this guy walks up and, and this is in a neighborhood yeah it's on my on my street and I'm, that's crazy you know uh we we just moved to downtown la and uh hashtag dtla yes um hashtag and uh and uh so we have this like front porch that has a glass door to get into it and then there's like the door to get into our apartment and I just moved in and we kind of live in a mixed use area or whatever and so it was around 5 or 6 p.m. and I, all of a sudden I like I look outside and like this like two like 20 something year old like couple walks into my front porch and just sits down in our beach chairs because we hadn't bought real chairs yet so we had these beach chairs there and they just sat there and we're just like smoking a joint and just like ducking out off the street into your yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I was like, well, do I call my landlord? Do I call the police? I'm like a little hesitant to like call. Like I'm hesitant to go out there with my dog, and have him go ape shit immediately. Yeah. And I don't know. It's it's just kind of a strange thing. So I lock it now. I, I lock the front. So what did you do in the situation yeah. though? I waited it out. I waited it. <laughs> yeah, like a true hero. It was just a couple of days. Yeah, it was it was about a week. No, I just stayed inside. No, it was like thirty minutes or an hour or something. It was just strange. It was, I, I just didn't. I wasn't sure what the right move was. You know, sometimes like like maybe you should go out and like be a man and like say, "Excuse me, um, this is private property." You know, yeah, get should've. off my but lawn. I, but I don't want to do that. You should have sprayed him with just something, <laughs> anything. Yeah, furniture, cleaning, polish. cleaning product, <laughs> some wasp. Uh, hornet nest spray yeah uh why are you spraying me brah so you have to lock the door now so you're, i try to lock the door now you're not in kansas anymore Mm-mm. yeah well nashville's getting weird man there's like there's levels to the crime here that are it's getting on a different that's weird level. yeah i feel like in the last year i've heard about yeah. create like like shoot like people getting killed and oh yeah i mean it's always happened but like yeah. it just seems maybe more prevalent or maybe there's just there's something more, more coverage of i it think what something. it is is my sense of it is like it's just more brazen more i don't care if it's daytime you know you know people are getting uh carjacked a lot like where they have to and it's because the cost of living is going up and it's forcing people to be more, more people are desperate i think that it's just people that don't know how to show love or we're never shown love. And we're never shown love. Yeah. No, um, no. I, I think it's all the things. I mean, I think obviously, like opiate problem is pretty intense everywhere, and including here. So there's that, you know, just drug money kind of stuff, and ga- there's definitely gang stuff. You Do you know, guys have any opioids uh, on you right now? Fresh out. Okay, cool. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't have any on me. If you take the uh, if you take the cover off of this mixer, down, some might have gotten down in the faders, you know. Oh, okay. The, cool. No, I just remember. Um, Remember when we recorded back at that uh, House of David mm-hmm. and they had that really amazing MCI console in there? Um, my friend Richard, who was running that place, you remember Richard? I do, uh, I do. Um, Excellent human being. Yeah. Um, he was talking about how he recapped that whole, you know, he redid the whole console and he was just talking about how much incredible amounts of cocaine were just all Still inside. Still down there. Well, this was the console that uh, Sexual Healing was recorded on. Mm. So think about there's going to be some cocaine. Think about how much cocaine was consumed just on that session alone. Man, so sexual healing uh, was this console? Was it used at a gynecologist or Myron Gay? Who's that? Yeah, (laughs) all right. Um, But yeah, so it's just interesting to think about 
what could be inside things, I suppose, Jason. I have a breakfast burrito inside of me. <laughs> oh, that was a breakfast burrito. I yeah. thought it was a normal burrito. How was that? Uh, it was actually amazing. The eggs were freshly scrambled. Mm. Yeah. What's the name of that place you need to... Uh, we are also going to be sponsored by Oscar's Tacos. Oh, Oscar's. Is yeah, they don't know it yet, but I'll, I'll let them know. What, what's the address? Uh, Centennial Boulevard and something yeah. in Nashville, Tennessee, USA. But yeah, so Jason, uh, he's so Jason, you're on the road all the time too. And why is that? How do you do that? Uh, for some reason, people hire me to play instruments. Yeah. Um, my main instrument's harmonica. I always forget that because I always just think about lap steel and pedal steel. Yeah, people keep hiring me to play uh, pedals, <clears throat> pedal steel, and I can't really play. I think it's interesting that one thing that you do, it's not really designed to bend notes, and then the other thing that you do is explicitly designed to be able to bend notes. Mm. That that is interesting. What? Which one is which? So the harmonica is like fixed. I mean, I know that you can bend notes on a harmonica, but you're kind of like work- I play it. I, it's a diatonic instrument. <laughs> I play it chromatically. <laughs> um, oh, that's how you do it. Yeah, that's how you bend notes. Mm-hmm. I was wondering. Uh, yeah, the pedal steel. I, I bend all the I bend all the notes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's I, I press the pedals and yeah. shift my knees around, and yeah, they make those strings change, and I fake my way through it. Terry, I wish you could have seen. We were playing at uh, not we. We were at a uh, we were at Betty's. Jason was playing a show with. Uh, oh my god! We were playing with the Altered Statesman. <laughs> Is that what that was that night? But anyway. There was just a band that was that was opening that was maybe from Kentucky or somewhere I don't know. Oh no, they were from like Seattle. They were oh. they were on tour. On tour. Yeah, it was. <laughs> anyway, the point is one person. Terry, was if you sober. could have seen it, we watched we watched this guy set up the pedal steel for forty five minutes. It was a Carter starter, uh, the simplest pedal steel. <laughs> that you could possibly own was he um, just really drunk or high or something he, did, he was, remember he was doing the thing where he was he was picking the whole thing up he and would like hold look it up in the air <laughs> he put the uh so the foot lever bar in the front you know the poles in the front they're they're, they're made for that and uh he had the poles backwards and then he put the foot levers levers whatever you want to call it uh backwards and then he was trying to figure out how to hook the uh, mechanical rods from the foot pedal up to the steel itself. And he his mind was just blown. He melted into the floor. <laughs> and I thought, I could go over there and build that thing in a minute because I have to build mine so quick yeah. to get on and off stage. And I had that same model. And uh, instead, I just enjoyed it because uh, I hated that guy. I wanted to... I know, I know. The Lord doesn't want me to hate anybody. Hallelujah. Um, but uh, stay in your ground. But yeah, I uh, uh, that, that that guy, I couldn't stand him. And then he, and then his pedal still playing. Um, it sounded like a, a jet engine. That was. I don't think I ever actually heard them play in a bad way. Yeah, uh-huh. it was. Yeah, jet engine in a in a crosswind. Hmm. that's impressive and uh (laughs) but he didn't land he crashed 
What's your What's your main guitar right now, Terry? You always seem to have like one guitar that is your jam. Well, I have a classical acoustic guitar, and and I used to work at a AV company, and my boss like let me borrow the guitar, and then never paid me when I when I left. He owed me some money. He never paid me, so I just kept the guitar. Oh, it's like a karma karma what, guitar. Yeah. What, brand, what brand is it? I don't even know. It's it's. I think I looked it up. It's like maybe a two hundred, three hundred dollar. But I spent a lot of money on putting a really good pickup in it. I spent like just as much as the guitar is worth on the pickup, and it sounds great. I, I just, love it. I it's just like, bought a classical guitar oh, for nice. twenty five bucks at, oh. a, at a junk store back in North Carolina, and it's amazing. Oh man, they're they're so yeah. nice and and soft. I have a seventies Yamaha classical. Oh, cool, dude! It's, Yamaha makes awesome guitars. Yeah, it's it's one of the red orange label, good oh, okay. ones. Yeah, okay, it's a really good one. Yeah, how does yeah. How, how do you how do you uh, get to the point where you stop collecting gear? How does one do that? You you don't. Um, Your wife threatens to leave you. Mm. That's why I don't have a, a wife <laughs> um, yet. Uh, if there's anybody listening, um, mm. I'm available. But are you on? Are you on Tinder? You're not going to change me. Are you on Tinder? I am uh, not on Tinder, and I am not Tinder. <laughs> I thought you were going to say what's Tinder? Yeah, my hands are tender, and I don't know why. Mm. So, um, so you're 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 uh, you're you're available for marriage, though. Y- yeah. <laughs> but, uh, what, yeah. if, what if they're well, like? Yeah. <laughs> what if they're like uh, the most beautiful, amazing woman you've ever met, but they ru- they run like the largest flea market in the United States? Ooh, uh, she smell good. <laughs> that would be my first, most important thing. I would uh, need to <laughs> smell her and make sure. sure she smells nice. Yeah, that's important. Uh, I don't want her smelling like the flea market. But uh, you'd have access to all that stuff. That you'd have dibs on it. Oh man, that's what I'm saying. Oh god, mm. Whew, my pants are getting tight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I understand. Um, yeah, maybe. Uh, probably not. But I was telling when Terry when Terry got in here, I was just because I used to have a house full of stuff, and then now I've just got like a few things laying around. It's insane. I've gone the opposite. Yeah, twenty percent of what I own is stuff that you said. Hey, do you want this? <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, I do. Yeah. Well, you're like one of the only people I know of that really sees the value in a lot of the dumb things that I've had. Hmm. What's your favorite thing that you have that I forgot that I gave you? <laughs> I, won't, I won't ask for it back. Probably the. Probably. Uh, that Casio CZ oh yeah 100 yeah yeah that's a great keyboard that thing is man it's got like like there's some low synth patches in that that are really big did you just pull so you just pulled out a, a cassette deck a portable cassette deck yeah out of your where did you even get that from just in your bag was that in yeah, your pocket I brought it, how could you fit that in your I pocket I brought it here 
That's um, how, that thing is about as big as how like a, the first generation Walkman was. This is a Marantz. Uh, I see the number you know two 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 all the time. Yeah, it just happens to be a Marantz <laughs> PMD two two two. That's an amazing deck. Um, yeah, I was just gonna. Where'd you get that thing? Wow. Well, uh, my buddy Lang Martin. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, he uh, he gave me this. Oh, nice. It's just like a gift because he knew that I would use it because it has pitch control. Yeah. Uh, it's also a good preamp. Yeah. Um, he used it as a preamp for bass. Um, but this thing is amazing. It's one of them. It's. It's it's an uh, you can also use it uh, as a tape delay. <clears throat> yeah. It works as a tape delay. Is that because it has? Is a is it a three head? Three head. Yeah. That's so cool. So for anybody that's not a music geek, there are levels to this cassette tape deck yeah. thing. And the, the the high level is when you can get three heads on a cassette deck because then you can listen to, you can monitor it. Yeah. What, what cassette is this? I did this before. Is this at Six Flags? It's Carowind, so that's North South Carolina's version. So you have a cassette tape here. Sing a song recording studios. And it's from the amusement park from what year? Uh, that is from 1985, 86. Oh. I, d- I did one when I was in the fourth grade of CNC Music Factory's Everybody Dance Now. Wow. Yeah, I did the rap part. Oh, you did? Yeah. So walk, just, walk us through this, Chase. Let's just take a listen. Yeah. What's happening right now on this cassette? This is IOU. Is it is that the playing at normal speed? Oh yeah. It almost sounds like it's slowed down. It's not slowed down. It's like the volume version. It sounds like there's acid involved. this is is uh you know they would have these sing-along booths (laughs) (laughs) they would have these uh sing-along booths that uh did you just fade it out yeah that was smooth i did fade yeah um at the theme parks and the malls um before malls shut down but that's what malls get for shutting down small town uh, small town america what they get um so uh Are you, if you're out there listening malls yeah so uh you know they would have these singing booths uh to where you could you just pick a song on their list and then uh you sing along with the track and you put your vocal on uh, that top 40 song whatever you had to pick from and this one was uh iou by uh, i think it was kenny rogers who's uh kenny rogers was that your family singing no this is i found this 
uh, at the same. <laughs> I'm sure they all sound like that. Yeah, yeah. I found this at the same store that I bought that $25 classical guitar. Oh. As a matter of fact, I bought three cassettes, and the guy, uh, the guy that I bought it from, he, he, I felt really sorry for him. He had no teeth, just some black things, and mm. um, in his mouth. Yikes. And uh, I said, I tell you what, I'll buy this guitar if you. Uh, throw these cassettes in with it and he was upset because uh, i think he didn't realize that guitar was in his own store it was a great guitar wow 25 dollars, and he let me have these cassettes uh with the guitar purchase but anyway so yeah you pick a song in these singing booths uh, this is sing a song recording studios uh where you uh, quotations where you can be a star and uh, people would sing with their favorite song, but this is uh, apparently it's a it's an entire family. It sounds like it's amazing. Yeah, it's it's gold. It's amazing, and it's funny too because I remember when you when you actually go and record that before they'll give you the tape, because you know you go into the booth, you record it, and then you go outside and you wait for them to like mix it, mix it or whatever, and then like but before they give it to you, I remember they played it on oh, the speakers that's right. that's right so everybody else wow. there's like a you know there's a crowd that like hears it and when I did it I did you know saying everybody dance now as a fourth grader and when mine came on it just like everyone just laughed uncontrollably oh. <laughs> well, and amazing. it crushed my spirit oh. I, you know oh. and anyway I thought you were going to tell me that like that you I was already forecasting in my mind that you were gonna say, you know, and obviously it was, you know, kind of terrible. But I did see like just a, a couple people like really get. That's into what really it. no no and no. And then uh, and then that's that was sort of the nugget that I got when I was a kid that maybe there was something where I could affect humanity in this way. No, it was the opposite. No, nope. the universe was saying, don't no, even come here. Don't rap ever again. <laughs> so really, it's just a, an issue of rap. I believe so. As being your initial foray. I, I think so. I mean, there's only so many generations that can even make that mistake. Like you're an, you're an early person, you know. Like that's they couldn't have made that. You know, rap didn't exist in the '60s, right? You know, right. So consider it just sort of like you're the, on the Lewis and Clark okay. frontier yeah. of yeah. Uh, sort of co-opting. I was exploring it, and yeah. yeah, it really just came back to get you. Yeah. So was that the only song you did? It's the only song I did. Yeah. No. Uh, is that the only song that that group did? Uh, oh, yeah. Is there a B-side? No. Because that would be great. No, there's nothing on the other side, unfortunately. Uh, but I did find another cassette. Uh, it is Gospel Favorites by Al and Essie Morris from Harris, North Carolina. Is that some sweet cover art? Yeah, it's just it's cool. uh, some... It looks like a... From here, it looks like a punk rock self-made oh, tape. Yeah. It just looks like, car, uh, what do you call it? Construction paper? It's definitely what it is. Essie. The name is Essie. I couldn't. E is it Essie? E-S-S-I-E. That's great. It's a good name. What does it say here, though? Straight out of Harris, North Carolina. Well, It's, this is like in three keys at once or something. It's an ace tone drum machine. So chilled out. 
60 cycle hum is especially satisfying. There we go. It's so strangely just like so chilled out. Yeah. It's like he's got his fingers like clenching yeah. his nose with a It sounds like somebody's doing a record from their couch. I'm pretty sure they are. One day the guitar is outrageous. To me, uh, I like it. To me, the guitar is amazing. It sounds like Ry Cooter yeah. or something. Yeah, and Sparkly. I'm like, and he just, the guy's just playing all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> and not staying with the drum machine. And um, I don't know. The the guitar is, has more of a African blues mm. feel to it. Uh, and I, I was, I listened to, I've listened to this whole cassette three times. Is it a full length? Yeah, it's a That's it's great. a record. Um, I wish I could queue up some more songs, but I don't want to eat up the. Uh, Why don't we play this one again? Well, I have I have another one I was going to oh, play sorry. from. Uh, I've been robbing answering machines lately of their yeah. cassettes. See, this is this is what's great. It's like imperfect music becoming cultural, revered cultural artifacts. It's fascinating. I, I think this is. Yeah. I mean, I was. It's got some kind of mojo to it. It's I was real, so real live. It's real doing real things. Uh, this one was uh, from an answering machine. Oh man! Thanks for bringing the cassette deck spice things up yeah you can have another, you can just go ahead and pre, pre-record all of your um, opinions man I speaking of cassette I think it's been amazing some of my friends have kids uh, they don't know what a cassette is and they don't know how to use a cassette player they, don't, they probably don't even know what to do with mechanical anything that has mechanical buttons they don't know buttons. what to do with yeah. the machine itself yeah yeah uh, because it doesn't have a screen yeah they don't yeah they're like what is that they just they look at that and they just think it's amazing and i'm like no that's how you listen to music it's so strange to think about like just the neurology like the just the idea that we have these obvious associations with what it is but i'm trying to even just imagine what it is to look at that and have if you don't know what it is then what do you think it is you know what i mean like you have to have some i like you're placing it is it um does it seem like something medical or does it seem like something like hardware, like it's, what do they even think it is? Yeah. Here's a here's a sample of this. Uh, I took the cassettes out of an answering machine. Um, here is the message. Hi there. We're unable to come to the phone right now, but if you'll leave us a short message and a number, we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Thank you. <laughs> Even just that tone. I, Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. But what I've been doing, uh, of course, is... Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm using the pitch control. I'm going to sample that and make a number one hit. Yeah. I hope I get a record deal. Oh, man. <laughs> DJ Goodwill. Oh. My other, my other side project <laughs> band was going to be called Daddy's Kisses. I, I what it's very sweet it's very sweet it's sorry just it's very emotional what you said we can hear you talking all over the house well that's not in the um, phone book so I know I know but look no she no. wants to come over to Phillips for a little while to watch the Carolina game Phillips Phillips camping his mama lives um, in Rollingwood, <laughs> where Gina and me used to live. Mandy Carolina, darling, come on to 9 o'clock. Well, can we not go over there? Brooke Carter. Brooke Carter. It's like an early version of a podcast. <laughs> yeah. I wonder Hello, if... Uh, me and Jennifer and Brooke and Shelly... Michelle and Billy and Philip. Philip. No, I think she's gone. There's something very. That's North Carolina. Oh, that is. There's there's subtleties to the way that that are because I'm from North Carolina. Jason's from North Carolina. Yeah, my family sounds like this cassette. Yeah. I mean, my mom still talks that way. It's it's amazing. Yeah, what is it? What is it about the the accent like with the the O yeah. sound that turns into a U? Yeah, it's like it's almost cogni or something. It's like the nay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. He's kind of pretty good. No. Yeah. Well, well, I have family from Georgia, and they kind of have a little bit of that too. I've heard. Um, uh, what's that guy's name? Ben Folds. Mm. Jason, do you know who Ben Folds is? I do. Oh. He and I. Uh, Lou Diamond Phillips and Ben Folds. Yeah, yeah. me and uh, Ben Folds. We uh, we do we have chili every other Thursday <laughs> at a uh, uh, cookout. A cookout. Keep it in North Carolina style. No, no, no. We do it at home. Oh. Um, he loved my last recipe. I used uh, like a ranch mix and uh, a chili mix combo with Ben uh, Folds or Lou Diamond Phillips. Ben Folds. Oh, I don't. I don't. Lou uh, told me. <laughs> last time he was first name basis he was here oh uh Lou um Lou doesn't eat chili unless it's venison <laughs> well you heard it here hey um so <clears throat> I think we gotta get out of here but I wanted to ask you Jason first if you have um any shows coming up or things that you would like to tell uh, the people here that are listening in town maybe or where towns you're going to be in uh, this Thursday night <laughs> yeah. at Losers Bar and Grill on Demumbrian performing live Jenna Paulette at Whiskey Jam um, I'll be playing with her and then Friday night I'm going to be playing uh, with my good buddy Steve Poulton um, mm. And uh, Rob Crawford, Ron Eoff, and TJ. We're going to be uh, Altered Statesman at Betty's Grill. Yeah, yeah. This Friday. Betty's is such a cool hang. And they're the last cool ones in Nashville. Great cheeseburger. Such a good cheeseburger. Gotta go. It's true. 
and that's really the greatest cultural contribution anybody can make I think is to have a good burger yeah and let's, no, be, let's be honest they have no fire water it's just beer that's right uh, there's, no, there's no sour beer there's no artisanal beer no it's it's grocery store beer no, no golden lagers hmm. no no they have, they have PBR and Miller High Life. And they have hot Cokes and Dr. Peppers. For some reason, they don't put them on ice. <laughs> hot. <laughs> Dr. Pepper it's was... It's not room temp. It's Dr. Hot. Pepper was originally served hot. Oh, yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Uh, outside of useless trivia, cool. So, Betty's Friday Night, is that what? Betty's Friday Night with yeah. uh, the Altered Statesman, cool. Steve Fulton. Yeah. Uh, and, Terry, uh, I hate that I don't ever get to hang with you or see you, but I should get myself to L.A., um, yeah. And then, you know, it sounds like you've got a pretty easy kind of place to stay. Like, it sounds like you just kind of pop in whenever, and you've got, like, this sort of front area that's easily crashed oh, on. Oh, come by anytime. Yeah. Unannounced. Unannounced. Anytime. Yeah, yeah. Anytime. Can, Any- I, can I come along? No. It's um, great. So, uh, but yeah, what, what do you, what records, where can people find all of your good things? And by the way, like, you're one of my favorite artists one of my favorite musicians of all time so it's not one of these things where uh that should go unnoticed or unknown because i i really appreciate just the the authenticity of what you've always gone about what you're doing and i like that it's awkward and uh weird sometimes to handle the commercial part of it because that means that you're doing the other part right oh uh, yeah do you know what i mean uh so anyway i appreciate everything yeah. uh and it's awesome to know that we've worked together and uh, you know, absolutely we'll find other ways to intersect in life. But um, besides me just crashing on your front porch or whatever. So, um, dudes. Uh, so yeah, where can people find you? Oh, uh, photoopsmusic.com, and you can just go to Spotify or Apple Music or whatever. I got a couple of records there. I should have a new one within the year. So, yeah. is it gonna have reverb on it? <laughs> Not nearly as much. Oh. Pretty dry these days. Uh, and also, I don't use a pick. Ah. So, a lot of fingers. Okay. A lot it's, of... It's the only way to play. You know, just delicate softness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we'll leave everyone with that. Hey, um, thanks a lot, dudes, for coming out and hanging on a... What day is today? Wednesday? I don't even know. Is it a, is it a weekday? Is it a weekday? Wait, what day is it? I don't know. All right. Uh, Take care, everybody. Appreciate it. guys i love the art fight podcast and i listen to every episode even though i am a robot trying to sound like an actual person i know it takes a lot to keep the podcast going how can i help 
go to anchor.fm forward slash art fight podcast click on the button the big old button that says support this podcast and once you get there you'll have three options you can just choose the lowest level you're going to pledge 99 cents a month to to our production and and help us out again anchor.fm forward slash art fight podcast click on support this podcast all right thanks everyone